What's up, guys? Final Sports back again. Hope you guys have a happy, safe new year. Uh, pretty uneventful for me. Had to work. Um, so I didn't see the ball drop, but that's nothing unusual here. But a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, you know, of course, the NFL is winding down the regular season. Playoffs are up. You know, every time I say playoffs, I think of Jim Moore. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Um, playoffs are up ahead. Uh, and also, we have college football. The college football playoffs was this past weekend. And uh, set up the national championship game, which, to no surprise, who, what the outcome was. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, just a lot to talk about. Unfortunately, COVID is rearing its ugly head again. It seems to be. It seems to be to where we were getting to where we were, uh, what a couple years ago. At the same time, when. Well, near the same time, not quite. A little bit later in the year when everything shut down. Um, you know, college basketball shut down. We had no March Madness. And unfortunately, the way I'm looking at it, it seems like it's it's headed to that direction now. I mean, more NFL teams this week with, you know, the Eagles had 12, at least 12 go on the uh, COVID reserve list. Um uh, Michael Parsons from the Cowboys, Joe Mixon from the Bengals, among others that are on COVID list. I mean, this is just, it's becoming a every, every week thing or every other day you see something about it and it's just getting to a point. So you got to stay safe. I know I got a lot of people that I know right now that are, are dealing with it. Um, a couple I just found out about tonight. I saw uh, if you're dealing with it, if you're listening to this, you're dealing with it, my prayers are with you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, don't Whatever your symptoms are, just try to rest. Uh, stay hydrated. I mean, a lot of the symptoms are with this, with this virus is you know, fever. Um, I know when I had it, I had a fever of 102 for like two weeks straight. And I had no appetite. I lost like 15 pounds in a week. And, uh, you know, headaches were terrible. I know and a lot of people told me just try not to lay flat as much as you can. Try to sit up. I guess that was to keep from pneumonia from, from developing. But, uh, yeah, you guys, just please stay safe out there. And uh, we, had a, we actually had a, a gentleman down the road from me this week pass away from it. Uh, and my prayer, this is actually two – Two players that I actually coached, that was their granddaddy, so my prayers are with them as well. Um, yeah, COVID, COVID's sucking right now. This new variant is really sucking because, you know, not trying to get off the final score, but it makes you, the symptoms are just pretty much, some people that I heard tested just had the sniffles. And, um, you know, I, I, I hate it. I don't know if there's ever going to be an answer for this. And uh, who knows? People just just have to stay safe and uh, hope hope for the best. Pray for the best because the good Lord's going to have it in his hands. 
All right, so let's start off with the big news I NFL this week. You guys know I'm a Steelers fan. And no, I'm not going to talk about Ben first. I'm going to say Ben for last. Um, Antonio Brown was a longtime member of the Steelers. He was drafted by the Steelers, got his first big contract with the Steelers. And, uh, of course, everybody knows, and, I, and I'll state this, and I believe this, and I may be wrong, but I think that Vontez Burflick hit on Antonio Brown in the playoffs from, what, 2015, I believe it was. I think that has really set him off. This, this guy needs some help. CTE, and I, that's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I, he needs help either way. But I think this is some CTE symptoms, CTE affecting Antonio Brown. This past Sunday, Buccaneers playing the Jets. They're behind. Early in the third quarter, Buccaneers score a touchdown. And all of a sudden, Antonio Brown, next thing you know, he's taking his shoulder pads, his helmet off, sitting on the bench, takes his shirt off, throws his shirt in the crowd. And decides to walk off the field. I mean, he's in the end zone, giving up, throwing up peace signs to the Jets fans as the play is going on on the field. I mean, and, you know, there was, of course, when everything started talking, you know, there was rumors that he had been targeted, his targets or his catches were part of his contract incentives, and he felt like he was being frozen out. But apparently the story now is that he refused to go back in the game due to his ankle injury. And, uh, said that he had been dealing with the injury for weeks because he had been out for a while. You know, of course, he was out with that three-game, I think it was a three-game suspension for faking a COVID vaccination card. And, um, you know, coming from head, Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians said Monday that Brown didn't tell coaches he was injured and it was wide act decision to lead the field. Arians asked Brown to go back in the game while the Buccaneers were driving the field with 3.30 left in the third quarter, according to NBC Sports' Peter King. Nope, I'm not going in, Brown said, according to Arians. Buccaneers coaching staff reportedly then threw him off the sideline and cut him from the team, according to Ian Rappaport. Arians told King he was very angry with Brown, who walked over to the bench, began taking his jersey and shoulder pads Teammate Mike Evans attempted to stop Brown from leaving, but the receiver had that look in his eye that I haven't seen for a long time, said Arians. The scrumble pass catcher removed his jersey and passed, tossed his shirt into the crowd before giving the peace sign and running to the end zone tunnel. Arians later said he was unsure if quarterback Tom Brady knew that Brown had left the sideline. I don't think Tom knew. I knew and Mike Evans knew, but if anyone else did, I didn't know that. We kept playing the game. And then after the game, you know, Arians announced that Buccaneers uh, cut Brown. So he finished the year with 42 receptions, 544 yards, five yards, four touchdowns with Tampa Bay. Where does he go from here? Well, first thing he needs to do is get help. NFL, you know, you want to help 
you want to help these people with with the drug issues. I mean, Josh Gordon, God knows, has got how many chances. Get this guy some help. I mean, NFM really needs to step in and 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 do what they can for this guy. Do whatever they can because this is not this this is just you know this this is several instances where stuff like this has happened with him. And you know, I know he was you know you've heard the Ryan Ryan Clark telling stories about. After he got that first big contract with Pittsburgh, his ego got out of control, and that may be so, but I'm sure so. I'm not denying. I'm not saying that's not true, but there's something different with some of this stuff. I mean, egos aside, you don't. When have you seen an NFL player do what he did on Sunday? I've never. I've seen some crazy things. I've seen LeGarrette Blunt, of course, you know, he left the field and he left, I think he left the locker room after Pittsburgh played Tennessee that night without even telling anybody. And, of course, he was off the team. He went to New England and won some Super Bowls. But never have I seen one walk off the field and be in the end zone with his shirt off, giving peace signs to the visiting team crowd or to – the opposing team's crowd, and then leave. I mean, it, it's it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about it. But you know, say what you want to about the guy. You people call him crazy. People call him a problem. People call him uh, this and that and the other. You, you don't know what's going through that guy's head. You don't know what problems he's got. These concussions, I mean, look at somebody like a Mike Webster that was doing things so uncharacteristic. And, and while this may not be uncharacteristic, but it is going to an extreme. My prayers are with Antonio Brown. I hope the NFL will do what's right and step in and get this guy some help. Hopefully he'll be okay. Hopefully nothing will happen between that time. Now, this was this was uh, this came across today. Somebody volunteering to take Antonio Brown's place. Of all people, somebody with a. A reputation for doing off-the-wall things. Terrell Owens says he can replace Antonio Brown for the Bucks. Hall of Famer wide receiver Terrell Owens said he should absolutely be on a short list of wideouts Tampa Bay Buccaneers audition to replace Brown. If you think where they are in the season, they don't need me for a 16-game season, three to four games at the max. Owens said on Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch podcast. So, yes, I feel like I can go in, I can contribute a high level and be productive. He pitched the idea of coming in as a third down or red zone weapon. 48-year-old, 48-year-old, also added he's been working out throughout the season, revealed that an unspecified owner told him to stay in shape in case an opportunity presented itself. 
he hasn't played. It's in since 2010, 12 years. <laughs> wow. And his last thing, who's to say that I can't go out there and do? You can't tell me what I can't do if it's never been attempted. Let me go out there and show you. You know, that's all good and well, Terrell Owens, but you've been off the field for 12 years. If they want to take a chance, that's fine. But don't, you know, you're in the Hall of Fame. Don't make it, don't make it, you know, don't make it bad on yourself. How about the Titans? Now, we'll go ahead and give it away. Now they are the number one seed in the AFC. And guess who's coming back? Yes, right. Derrick Henry will be back. He's des they've designated him to return from injury reserve this week. So what is that, you know, who would have thought that the Titans would be would be number one seed right now. When Henry went down, everybody thought season's over. But now they're they're eleven and five, can lock up a first round bye and home field advantage for the postseason this week if they win against the Houston Texans. So he's designated to come off. He probably won't play this week against Houston. But can you imagine? I mean, you get you, they win this game at Houston, they get the week off. So he's got three weeks to get ready. They got 21 days to activate him. So I'm sure which they will. If they get home field, this could be a team to watch out for. Watch out, AFC. And I, you know, you've got it's it's so wild in the AFC right now. You got you know you got teams like everybody's talking about Green Bay and in in the NFC and uh, this AFC race is going to be something else. You know, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bengals, you got the Titans. Patriots are, can, are are not looking so good, even though they beat up on Jacksonville. Patriots are kind of cold right now, but those three teams right there. Wow, AFC is going to be going to be crazy. Where you, did you watch the Washington Philadelphia game this week? It was a good game, you know. Maybe Washington is uh, you know, kind of snake bit, but they did they didn't get the win. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And Washington's also in the news for uh, something else too, but Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Eagle, walking off the field when the railing, as you go in the tunnel, collapsed. Uh, several fans were thrown into the. It could have fell on him, and he's asking for action. NFL to look into what happened because it really could have been. I don't think they they really didn't come that close to him. But they were there on top of him when they got up. He actually helped helped them a lot of the people get up. But he's looking for the NFL to, to look into this. Which they should. I mean, a lot of a lot of things need to be looked in in Washington right now, but uh, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, also Washington, 
The Washington football team will unveil their new name and logo February 2nd, Groundhog Day. One thing it will not be, which I am disappointed, Wolves and the Red Wolves are out. Why? What are these ones that are left? Commanders? Uh, you know, it really doesn't say what's, what's left of the But Washington football team is still in contention, too. Should be interesting to see. A lot of people, you know, I've talked to are saying, you know, Maybe they should just leave it at football team. No, don't leave it at football team. Give them a nickname, but give them something. Don't give them something stupid. Uh, you know, I, that, it doesn't matter really because I, I'm like a lot of people. I will always think of them as Redskins. That's that's me in, in a nutshell there. But, you know, NFL gave in to a lot of stuff. That's all I got to say about that. Baker Mayfield, he struggled this year. And, you know, I'm not a Browns fan, but i got to say this about Baker Mayfield. Everybody gives him a hard time about this year wasn't good. He, he's, he's a bust. Don't be so quick to say that about Baker Mayfield. This guy's playing with a torn labrum in his shoulder. On his non-throwing, Grant, everybody said, well, it's his non-throwing shoulder. Have you ever thrown a football? Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, he can still throw the ball. But you're play, he's playing with a freaking harness on his other shoulder. And can you imagine the pain? When you get hit, when you get drove into the turf, that shoulder, I mean, it's not like they're, the, the defenders are going, oh, he's got to hurt. That shoulder's hurt. We can't hit him there. We can't do that. No, they're going for that. He's he's out. He's not going to play anymore this year. He's not going to play in week 18. He's going to undergo shoulder surgery, try to get ready for next year. But you got to give this guy credit. He never let this be an excuse for him. He could have made excuses, but he didn't. And, I mean, I'm not a Browns fan, but Baker Mayfield – I don't think you really need to to put the blame on Baker Mayfield for for how the Brown season went. Not, not totally on him. That injury has to hurt his has hurt his accuracy. Um, it's got to. He's got a harness on his shoulder, guys. But I guarantee, you, if he comes back healthy, comes back healthy next year, you're going to see you're going to see a different Baker Mayfield. Watch me. All right, let's talk college football playoffs. So you had four. First, you had the matchup with Cincinnati, the only unbeaten team left in college football, versus Alabama, the number one team in the nation. And, you know, I know when I made my picks last week, I, was, I said I would love to see Cincinnati win this game just because the little guy, you know, the guy – one of those little schools that not in the Power Five conferences would would stun, and if anybody stunned the poster child for these Power Five schools in Alabama with Nick Saban. Well, you know, but then I said it's not going to happen. You know, 
uh, it would be great, but I didn't see it happening, and it did not happen. Is you know, it was a typical, it was a typical Alabama game at this time of year, um, especially in that first round. When they play in the first round, they just pound you and pound you and pound you. And Brian Robinson Jr. pounded, pounded Cincinnati, two hundred four yards rushing. Bryce Young throws three touchdowns. And Alabama is going to the college football playoffs championship with a 27-6 win over Cincinnati. Cincinnati was just physically beaten up. Beaten up all night. Uh, like I said, Brian Robinson would get three, you know, he would pop out six, seven yards, and he'd get on a big run, another big run, and then, you know, the, Bryce Young would throw a pass. And they just moved down the field at will. They didn't score as many points as I thought they would. Uh, they they opened the game ten consecutive runs. That was that was their plan all all along was to pound them and to get physical with them and just put them put them out. Just you know, just put them in the dirt to start to start the game, and they did it. I mean, Desmond Ritter he gets sacked six times. They just took Cincinnati out of out of their their comfort zone. You know, Ritter couldn't run. He had one nine yard run, but that was basically it. Alabama had a perfect game plan. As much as I hate to say it, Alabama. You know, they're they're Alabama. Twenty seven to six, which you know. Cincinnati's offense just could never get going, and their defense just stayed on the field so long and just kept, like I said, they kept getting pounded, and that was that was pretty much it. You didn't have to beat them 50 to nothing or 50 to nothing to, to see. That score was not as close as that game. Uh, that score was closer than the game actually was. Then you go to the second semifinal. Number three, Georgia gets number two, Michigan. Oh, man. And Georgia set out to prove a point after that loss to, to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and they did. Uh, Stetson Bennett throws three touchdown passes, and Kobe Dean led an angry defense, and Georgia returned to its dominant ways, beating number two Michigan 34-11. So they go with a rematch against Alabama. Georgia coach Kirby Smart said, answered a million questions about our team, bouncing back, and how you played. We've got a lot of high-character guys on this team, and they played their tail off today. Um, what do you – I don't know. Is this it for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan? A lot of talk about the Raiders' job, Harbaugh going back to the NFL. I had a discussion with a guy just last night about he couldn't stand Harbaugh, which I don't like his brother, but I don't mind Jim Harbaugh. I think he did he did a great job with San Francisco getting them to the Super Bowl that year they lost to the Ravens. But is Harbaugh wanting to go back to the NFL? Apparently there's some interest between him and the Raiders. And just when he gets over that hump that was Ohio State, does he come in and just leave Michigan State after that devastating loss to Georgia? 
Has he had enough of college football for now? Harbaugh doesn't stay, doesn't plant roots to too long. I mean, he's been at Michigan a while, but he's going to bounce around. What was he with Stanford? Then went to, then went to the 49ers, then to Michigan. Now, maybe the Raiders. Back to our matchup, college football national championship matchup, SEC, all SEC, of course, Georgia and Alabama. That rematch for that 41-24 loss uh, Georgia took from Alabama to the SEC championship game. Looking at the line, and I don't usually keep up with the line, but there was a discussion last night we had. Georgia somehow is favored by three points. Can you explain that to me? I don't get it. You just lost by 17, you know, a month ago to this team. But somehow you're, you're favored by three. I could see if it was home field, but it's not. Even if it was home field, if I'm Georgia, I don't want to be favored. Like Saban said before, give us that rat poison. Give us that poison that you you guys put out there. Count us out. That just gives me more to motivate my guys with. Like they need anymore. This is a national championship game. What's my pick? <laughs> I'm going to go Georgia. I think Georgia gets them. And I may be wrong. I may be totally wrong. And it won't be the first time. Won't be the last. I'm going Georgia on this one. Sorry, Alabama fans. All right, let's get our NFL recap. Week, what are we, week 17. Leading off with the Dolphins and the Titans. Big game for for both teams, playoff-wise. Dolphins coming in on a seven-game winning streak. I was like, you know, I'll go with the Dolphins here. Apparently, Tennessee heard me, and that may have gave them bulletin more material because never was a close game. 34-3, Tennessee gets the win, moves to 11-5. Dante Foreman, Derrick Henry's out, but Dante Foreman has stepped up pretty well. 26 carries, 132 yards, one TD. As they get the win, go to 11-5, first in the AFC South, and, and after what we see later, you'll find out why they're the number one seed in the AFC. The Dolphins fall to 8-8, eight eight, third in the AFC East. Jacksonville and New England. You know, we did our picks in the final score group on Facebook. If you're not in that group, you should join up. We did our picks. You know, I did a poll. And I think one person picked the Jaguars to win. Robbie Birdsong, what are you thinking? My comment to him was, "Are you? do you really think this is possible? Or are you just trying to be John Harbaugh of, of uh, picks and trying to be the cool one to pick the underdog? His response to that was they've got nothing to lose and the Patri- Patriots haven't looked good, <laughs> looked good recently. I said, well, have you seen the Jaguars play recently? And, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Patriots get to win 50-10. to 10. Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, 
you know, we knew this was going to be a tough year. And then when, you know, you had ATN, ATN goes down. It's it's not good. Uh, he's got three three picks today. I mean, it was 28 to three at the half. But yeah, the Patriots go to 10 to six, second in the AFC East. Jaguars fall to two and 14, fourth in the AFC South, and stay right on track for that number one draft pick. Mac Jones, 22 for 30, 227 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Ramondre Stevenson, 19 carries, 107 yards, two TDs. As the Patriots get the win. Falcons and Bills. This game actually got close. And I picked, of course, I picked the Bills to win this. Um, got actually got close, but Bills ended up pulling away between Josh Allen running the ball again. Uh, what, two rushing touchdowns, but through three picks, a 17 passer rating. Devin Singletary runs 23 times, 110 yards, two TDs. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually a 15 to 14 game one time. Atlanta, and then it was 15 14 at the half. And then Atlanta goes 0 0, third and fourth quarter. Buffalo gets the 29 15 win. Here's. I'm kind of. I'd be kind of concerned if it's, I'm a Buffalo fan right now, with Josh Allen's decision making. And there's three interceptions. He's had that happen a couple of times in in the second half of the season. He's got to get better at that if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, especially with the teams he's looking at ahead of him. They're still first place in the AFC at ten and six, but you can't afford to have something like that. To have some mistakes, you can't make those kind of mistakes in the playoffs. You can't recover as easy from them in the playoffs. Okay, Raiders and Colts, big game here. Raiders uh, honoring John Madden, so you knew they had him on his side. Uh, but I picked the Colts, even though Carson Wentz had been out, just got cleared for uh, coming off of COVID. I just figured Jonathan Taylor would save the day again. And it looked like he had. It looked like him and Paper MVP had saved the day, taking a late lead. But, man, Raiders had Madden on their side. They ended up getting the win, 23-20. Big win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Colts, big loss to try to keep pace with the uh, with the Tennessee Titans, which they did not uh and this could be kind of a letdown and setback for, for the Colts now. Of course, they've got Jacksonville this week, which we'll talk about that uh, later on, the significance of that game later on. is A lot of people are, are praying Jacksonville will pull off a miracle, myself included. But, you know, that's, that's just how it goes. Raiders get to win. Both teams go to 9-7. and seven. Buccaneers and Jets, we talked about this game earlier, the, the drama that was this game. Jets had a big lead for a while. Of course, Tom Brady comes back again and gives them a 28-24 win. Um, what can you say about Brady? You know, I've been a big criticizer of Brady, but 410 yards, three TDs, and a pick. But one time it was, what, 24-10? to 10? And then you see that comeback come. 
Buccaneers, this, is, this would have been a bad, bad loss if the Buccaneers lost this to, you know, because Green Bay, they, they've got to try to keep pace with Green Bay for home field advantage. I think Green Bay ended up clinching it, but Tampa Bay goes to 12 and 4. Jets fall to 4 and 12. Eagles and Washington football team. Taylor Heineke. Love his determination, love his grit, love his enthusiasm. But something, I don't know if it's him or if they don't have a weapon for him. McLaurin's good. But he's just snake bit. He's got that Brett Favre gunslinger mentality. And it come back and, and it comes back and bites him. Philadelphia in a close game gets a win 2016 and keeps their playoff hopes alive. I'm looking to see what Jalen Hurts, not really big, 214 yards, no didn't throw a touchdown. Heineke, 247 yards, one pick. But there was really no big stuff in this game. It was just mistakes hurt him. That interception hurt. Hurt Washington. Washington falls to six and ten. Philadelphia goes to nine and seven, second in the NFC East. Rams and the Ravens. The early games, you know, the the Washington game, the Rams, Ravens, and the Chiefs, Bengals was what I what I was pretty much focused on watching in the early games, and they were all three really good games. Rams and the Ravens. I'm telling you. I am telling you, Ravens fans, believe me what you want to. And you know, why would I say this? Huntley is a plays better quarterback than Jackson. Say what you want to. Huntley does. You need to, need to put Jackson at running back. There, I've said it. Ravens come out firing. They go out 10 nothing. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws another pick six. I think that's like his third of the year. Uh, but they come back, and they have a last drive, which Odell Beckham was big on a fourth. I think it was a fourth down play. He gets the first down, and then gets a the game-winning touchdown as the Rams eke out one 20-19. Mark Andrews, though, what do you, can you say about this guy? You know, if he wasn't, I would love to have him in Pittsburgh. He doesn't care who's throwing, playing quarterback. He just wants to catch the ball, and he does that. Six catches, 89 yards. Didn't get the end zone this week, but, uh, man, was he, he is a big weapon and dependable for the Ravens. Ravens fall to 8-8, eight and eight, third. That's right, I said third in the AFC North. Rams are 12-4, first in the NFC West. This game right here, I don't even want to talk about. Giants and the Bears. But there was one big thing that happened in this game. Listen to Mike Glennon's stat line. 4 for 11, 24 yards, two interceptions, a 5.3 passer rating. Does that tell you what this game was? <laughs> Hundred and fifty-one yards of total offense by the Giants. 
how do you, how do you not uh, this was like one of the lowest the lowest passing yards game of any team in the history of the NFL I'm trying to find what the total stats were passing yards listen to this minus 10 passing yards 161 rushing yards how do you expect to win that Saquon Barkley 21 carries 102 yards David Montgomery 22 carries 64 yards 2 TDs but Bears demolish the Giants 29-3 sorry buddy Brown Game of the year, one of the game of year candidates right here, Chiefs and the Bengals. Chiefs are back on track. They are hot. They're they're on fire again. They're playing Chiefs football. And they come out firing. And they come out and take a big lead against the Bengals. But a lot of what you a lot of keys to a game like this is how a team makes adjustments at halftime. What was the score at halftime? Chiefs were up 28 to 17, I believe, at halftime. They scored three points in the second half. Tell me Cincinnati's defense didn't make adjustments. And what can you say about Joe Burrow? Just another great game. 30 for 39, 446 yards, four TDs, no interceptions. But rookie Jamar Chase, he had to check that guy's hand for stick him because he was catching everything. 11 catches. He was targeted 12 times, caught about 11 times. 266 yards, three TDs. He outgained with passing yard, with his receiving yards, what – Pat Mahomes had total passing yards. Mahomes says 259 yards. Chase has got 266. They come from behind in the second half. And in a wild, wild ending, you know, you got first and goal from like the two for the Bengals. You run a quarterback sneak twice. You run Mixon up the middle. And then you go for it on fourth down. Because you're trying to get them to to run the clock, to run the timeouts. That's why you keep running the ball. They go for it on fourth down. Don't get it, but there's offsetting penalties. So they're, they're good to go again. You think, okay, they're going to kick the field goal now. No. They go for it again. Throw the ball in the, in the back of the end zone. Kansas City defender is called for illegal hands to the face. Happens to the goal, automatic first down. Kansas City is out of timeout, so they run the clock down to, what, two or three seconds, spike the ball, kick the game, win the field goal. Cincinnati 34-31. They are the AFC North champions this year. And I'm going to tell you about these guys. Joe Mixon is 25 years old. Joe Burrow is 25 years old. Chase... Is 22. What's the other guy, other receiver? He's he's like 22, 21. 
This is a team, if they stick together, you're going to have to watch out for the future. They are going to be hard to stop. Watch out for, and I hate to say it because they're in the AFC North, but watch out for these guys. Their defense isn't bad either. Chiefs fall. Yeah, Chiefs fall to 11 and 5. Bengals go to 10 and 6. First in the AFC North, and they are the AFC North champions, unfortunately. But hats off to them. They did a great job this year. Texas and 49ers. 49ers get to win 23-7 without Garoppolo. Trey Lance steps in. Um, apparently, Garoppolo was throwing at practice, and they're saying when Garoppolo comes back, he will be the starter. Trey Lance, not bad number. 16 for 23, 249 yards, two TDs and a pick. But, you know, 49ers trying to keep hope alive. 9-7, third in the NFC West. Texans fall to 4-12. Broncos and Chargers. Chargers absolutely have to win this game to stay alive. And Chargers get to win 34-13 over the Broncos. Um, this was the game that early in the year the Chargers lost. But the Broncos now, Teddy Bridgewater's out. Drew Locke apparently is not the answer. So you're looking at another quarterback that's probably going to get – they're going to find a, have to find a quarterback again. John Elway is going to be looking for one this year. But – 34-13, Chargers keep the hope, hope alive. They go to 9-7. Broncos are 7-9. and nine. Have, to, have to tell you a little something coming up on the final score. We're talking about the Broncos. My buddy Henry Ford and owner, operator of rrspin.com, Mr. Lance Martin, will be on the final score coming up soon as we will be giving our top ten list of quarterbacks of all time. And I think we may start from the 80s up, but uh, we're also going to put these lists out on Facebook, let you guys vote and see who's got the best list and who will be crowned the uh, quarterback champion. All right. Slides and Seahawks. Russell Wilson is back to his old self. 51-29 win over the Lions. Um, is Russell gone? Who knows? One more game for the Seahawks. Uh, they're saying Pete Carroll and his coaching staff are safe. But is Russell Wilson going to be there with them? Saints and Panthers. Saints get to win 18-10. to 10. Uh, Closer game. I picked the Panthers to win this, actually. And they had the lead for a while. And then they went just couldn't get, it, couldn't get any offense going in the second half. Cardinals and Cowboys. Cardinals take it to the Cowboys. And what did I tell you, Cowboys fans? Don't look at what you've done against some of the schedule you've had. The last two games you played the Giants, you played the Washington football team. Yeah, you put up big numbers against Washington, but you only beat the Giants by 12 points. <clears throat> Your offense is inconsistent and it is in a slump and to make matters worse you just lost one of your best receivers for the rest of the season Michael Gallup get, had a torn ACL in this game Cardinals get the win 25-22 and the defense 
wasn't as dominant. I mean, that's what had been carrying them with Parsons, with Diggs. Diggs got burnt by A.J. Green on a double move. And you think Troy Aikman talked about it? He didn't dwell on it. He said he talked about it for a minute. If that had been a Cowboy receiver, they would he would have talked about it forever and a day. They really need to say Aikman can't do any more Cowboy games because he's so biased. But anyway, that's another story. Cowboys lose 25-22. Also lose Gallup and Parsons goes on the COVID list. Is there more to come on the COVID list? We'll have to wait and see. Packers play the Kirk Cousinless Minnesota Vikings and, and no contest there. Packers get to win 37 to 10. 13 and 3. Pretty much sewing up first place and uh, home field advantage through the playoffs. No surprise there. Monday night game. <clears throat> Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns, and what is looking like Ben Roethlisberger's last game at highest field of his career, his 18-year career, coming to an end next week, but coming to an end at highest field. And, you know, going into the game, you, you're thinking they can't lose this game. There's no way they're going to lose this game to Cleveland. Offense looks shaky. I think Ben threw it about 46 times for 100 and some yards. But Najee Harris comes out, and the offensive line starts playing together and opening up holes for Najee Harris. Yeah, look at look at this. 24 for 46 for Berg, 123 yards, one TD, one pick. Najee Harris, 28 carries, 188 yards, and pretty much – the game clinching touchdown in the late in the game, uh, he went 37 yards for a touchdown. And you know, some people were talking, well, he should have just he should have just stopped short of the goal line and then let Ben kneel the ball. But they scored. They ended up picking off Baker Mayfield. He threw two interceptions, and Ben got to kneel at the end. And uh, you know, it was. Baker Mayfield took a whipping, sacked nine times. I wonder he wants out. He wants to be hit surgery. T.J. Watt with four sacks. He is now like a sack away from tying the all-time sack record in the season set by Michael Strahan. Can he get it against the Ravens? We'll have to wait to see. But the story of the night was Bill Roethlisberger. I mean, as a lifelong Steeler fan, you know, I was – I remember Bradshaw's last game against the Jets when he popped his elbow. But I've been watching what Bradshaw for, what, like three years, three or four years? And as iconic as he was, you know, I wasn't like, you know, this is sad. You know, I wasn't I – was, I wasn't happy about it, but – you know, I wasn't like – I've watched Roethlisberger from the start for 18 years, since 2004 to now. You've seen the cocky, arrogant one that, 
you know, and you've seen the guy that's matured over the years and led his team to three Super Bowls, winning two of them. Only threw nine passes in that first Super Bowl. So, you know, people say, well, he didn't win that Super Bowl. The defense won the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Trent Dilfer, I guess, didn't win his Super Bowl. The Ravens, the defense won that Super Bowl for him. But he proved himself in the second Super Bowl, throwing that throwing that pass at the end to Santonio Holmes between three Cardinal defenders with time getting low to win the game. So much that people say about Roethlisberger. He never gets the respect he deserved. So it was nice. I my hats off to the Monday Night Football crew for what they say about him, you know, talking about how great it was just to be there for this. And did you notice after the game, he didn't want to take his helmet off. Even when he walked in the tunnel with his family, he didn't want to take his helmet off. He's been, like he said, I've been here almost half of my life. It's just a perfect fit. And it was a perfect fit. That was one thing about what Ben was at quarterback. You knew you had a chance. I think he is third and fourth quarter comebacks behind Brady and Manning. Roethlisberger was a perfect fit for Pittsburgh. Even though I didn't feel it at the time when they got drafted, I wanted Phillip Rivers. But when they said Ben Roethlisberger, I was like, who? Miami, Ohio guy. What have we done? He just goes on to win 13 straight games as a rookie, leads his team to a 15-1 and record, AFC Championship game, Super Bowl win in his second year. No biggie. Definite Hall of Famer. First ballot. If he's not, there's something wrong. Over 240 games as a Steeler. That's the most by far of any Steeler. 18 years all with one team. Did I get emotional when he walked off that field? When you saw him like that? Yeah, I got emotional. Of course I did. That's let's detect TOs. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I wear my Roethlisberger jersey with pride. No doubt about it. He's one of the greats. Like I said, a guy that doesn't get mentioned with the Bradys, with the Breeze, with the Manning, but consistently gets it done. And it's put his body on the line all these years. Good luck to you, guy. You've done your job. Well done. And we'll miss you. We'll miss number seven on that field. No doubt about it. You'll be missed terribly. I, I just hope there's not a long gap as there was between Bradshaw and you as there is between you and the next great Steeler quarterback. Thank you for all the great memories. Thank you for putting your body on the line every week, playing through pain, playing with a broke nose. Nagata got you that night. Playing with 
bad ribs, bad knees. Thank you, Ben Roethlisberger, for that. You're you're a iconic Pittsburgh Steeler. Terry Bradshaw said this week, I'm a good quarterback, but I have no problem saying he's the best Steeler quarterback in history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't have a problem saying that either. Thank you, sir. We will miss you. All right. So week 18. Let's get to the picks, our picks for week 18. All right. Let's see. What's the matchup? No Monday night game next week. Remember that now. I think there's some Saturday games. Just Guys, guess what? My internet, my high-speed internet comes this week. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. Friday, I will have high-speed. What is going on here? All right, here we go. Saturday, Chiefs and the Broncos. I think Chiefs takes this. Drew Locke is not going to beat Pat Mahomes. Then the 8-15 game, Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles are really tore up by COVID. Who knows what the Cowboys will play. I know a lot of Cowboys fans were upset because Gallup got hurt, said they shouldn't be playing their starters. But anyway, Cowboys get the win there. Then the Sunday game, start off with the Chargers and the Raiders. This is a game whoever wins is in the playoffs. I'm going Chargers here. This is a Saturday, Sunday night game, 820. Chargers get the win over the Raiders. Steelers and Ravens, got to go with the Steelers. Big Ben goes out with a win over his big rival. Washington and the Giants, Washington gets this win. Bengals and the Browns, Bengals get the win. No Baker Mayfield for Cleveland. Burrow's going to well, – this may be closer than we think. Burrow's going to sit. Mixon's going to be out too, but I still think the Bengals get the win. Bears and the Vikings, Kirk Cousins back. I'm going Vikings. Titans and the Texans, Titans get the win. Packers and the Lions. Packers over the Lions. Colts and the Jaguars, as bad as I hope the Jaguars win. Because the Jaguars, I say Pittsburgh wins over Baltimore. Chargers and Raiders don't tie, which I don't think they will. And somehow the Jaguars beat the Colts. Pittsburgh's in the playoffs. So let's go Jaguars. Jets and the Bills, Buffalo and Oregon. Saints and Falcons. Ooh, Falcons. I'm going Falcons with that one. 49ers and Rams. I got the Rams. Panthers and Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Patriots and Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins always get the Patriots at least once a year. And then Seahawks and Cardinals. Seahawks with the upset, baby. All right. Before we go, we do our player of the week. This week, another Bengal. You know, Joe Burrow was our player of the week last week. Another Bengal. Jamar Chase is the final score player of the week for this week. I mean, three touchdowns, 266 yards. Unbelievable. For He's definitely rookie of the year. Definitely rookie of the year in the AFC. I'm going to put an asterisk beside a co-player of the week this, this week and just to send it off like we should. Big Ben. And not just for 
They didn't have a great game this week, but I'm going back to all these great games that he's had. Um, I've I've got a, a bunch of old Steeler games on video. I've been breaking them out and watching them. Watching 2007, Ravens, Steelers, Monday night. Trevor Price from the Ravens, blitzes. Ben throws him off. This guy is, is bigger than Ben. Ben throws him off, breaks away. Finds Heath Miller in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That was classic Ben Roethlisberger there. One of the great all-time Steelers, Ben, like we said before, we'll miss you. Good luck to you. Hope you have a great retirement. Have fun with your kids and, you, and you, with your kids and your family. Maybe one day it will be Coach Roethlisberger at Pittsburgh. Who knows? Anyway. Next week, we'll have a special guest on the final score. Hopefully, uh, not just one time a one-time event, but a good buddy of mine. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet, but uh, next week we'll have a high-speed internet. So we'll be a little, we'll probably be on Zoom doing this next week. But uh, guys, thank you so much for all your support. Check us out. YouTube channel will be. Very active. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Anchor. Good Pods, Podchaser. Go up, subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Check us out on The Final Score on Facebook, Twitter. Send us an email if you got a question or you got something you want to hear on there or you got a top ten list or something you want us to discuss. The Final Score 7399 at gmail.com. A lot of big things coming in 2022, guys. Hope you are all for the ride. You guys have a great week. That's the final school.